Somebody come goober. Somebody come goober. <laughs> Somebody come goober. She's dancing like a goober. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, dude, straight up, uh, right before you got here, I was like, oh, I remember what song we're doing. And then I went to go listen to it. Straight up, I got a minute into Jetpack Blues before I realized that was not the song we were doing. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, why does this sound familiar? <laughs> uh, yeah, and it might, uh, it might just further prove that uh, this album sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the songs that aren't singles all kind of sound the same, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I'm noticing. And once again, not to spoil anything. Remix was better again, <laughs> again. The remix was better, but I don't know if I fully agree. Honestly, you don't know if you fully agree. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of a, a spoiler and say I probably have more to say about OG Mako than Fall Out Boy this episode. That's so awesome. Um, but just because I got really curious and I listened to a lot of OG Mako on the way up here. Interesting. Um, I mean, I I know, bitch, you guessed it. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I've only heard the memed part. I don't think I've heard the rest of the song. You're not missing much. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> but um, welcome back to This Ain't a Scene. It's a podcast. Yes. We uh, yes. got to it quick this time. I'm one of Did your hosts. Did get to it quick, yes. Dawson. Uh, I have he, him pronouns. And would you believe it? I'm talking to the same guy 30 Man, episodes later. Man, fuck you. <laughs> is it 30? Yeah, this is 30. I feel like we've done so many more. No, this is not 30. This is like 33. I don't remember. Damn. Just because we're back. The age of Christ. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, would you believe it? Uh, I'm Carson Pace. Also, he, him. He, him pronouns. Um, He, him pronouns. I want to learn how to dance so bad. Yeah. Like, do you ever see, like, some motherfucker doing body rolls and shit? Mm -hmm. Like a man. Mm -hmm. Like a man. Not even like a hot man, but like one that knows how to dance mm-hmm. instantly makes him like at least 20% hotter. Yeah. And I have a feeling that if I take some kind of dance lesson, um, I mean, nothing, uh, I can only gain things from that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's only, um, there's only good that can come of me getting sort of dance dance lessons and improving my dance skills mm-hmm. have you ever thought about thought about dancing not really um okay it's uh like for one i don't know where i would like use that ability because i like well I it starts in the pelvis exactly right. <laughs> a log song from the perspective of the hips exactly um, <laughs> but um because I, I don't you know that guy who takes dance lessons and like thinks he's a shitty dancer <laughs> but everyone really thinks he's a really great dancer that's this what song, this song's this about song's about that guy <laughs> this song's about that guy um, <laughs> but like i don't um i don't like go to clubs that often um i don't dance at parties um because like i'm a goddamn loser i guess um I don't even like go to clubs that often in general. Like I go when my roommates invite me along, um, which like I have an open invitation to go with them, whatever. I just like, sometimes I don't want to do that (laughs) 
because like the music's loud and I'm gonna stand there with a cup of water. Yeah. <laughs> Have I told you about DJ Brain at all? No. Uh, <laughs> this is off topic. Before before we get off the topic of dancing, and get on to the topic of Fallout Boy, mm-hmm. um, or uh, uh, fucking. My sister is a very, very talented dancer and choreographer. Hmm. Um, And she was like, there's there's like, you can only gain skills from dancing, like as far as like fitness goes. Yeah. Um, And like also like uh, just having like a good time when music's playing, which I already do dance a lot when music is playing. I love dancing, but Mm -hmm. like, you know. Uh, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just sort of freestyling it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I don't think there's like any mathcore vocalists that like that dance, dance as much as I do. Well, like that can like if you were to dance, yeah, like you'd probably be the first. I one. dance at art shows. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm just saying like if you learned like moves, body and rolls like, and shit. Yeah, yeah, imagine yeah I got You body rolling body during rolls. the during I've the set. I've done like booty drops. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> especially when I have a mic stand. Holy shit! Um, no, uh, DJ Brain is uh, this thing, this term I recently coined um, because I didn't even really realize that I had it until I was listening to a Spotify playlist that I found from when I used to DJ on a fucking fake ID. Mm. Um, which, like, may- maybe I haven't brought that up on the show before, and if, and just in case one of my parents is listening. <laughs> sorry um well yeah um dj brain is this thing where you play a song and because it's a popular or well-known song the crowd reacts to it like really well Mm. and you get this surge of endorphins from playing this song and then it tricks your brain into thinking it's an actually genuinely good song Mm. because i was listening back to this dj playlist of like things I used to use, things I used to like mash up together and stuff like that. And like, holy fuck, was it bad? Like, uh, uh, one more night by Maroon five. Oh, that song is way worse than I remembered. It's so like bad. really bad. It's so bad. Um, and like grating and annoying. Yeah. Um, and I think that obviously this song was not one that I would DJ with. The song that we're talking about today, 4th of July. But I would definitely DJ with Centuries because it's got like kind of like a head bobby beat and like you could easily like transfer it into like something EDM related. And I'm sure there was like a remix of Centuries that I played or something like that. Or I remixed it on the fly with like a dubstep song or whatever. Um, That reminds me. I'm going to look up something but keep talking uh red solo cup dubstep remix toby keith red solo cup dubstep remix (laughs) not toby keith red solo (laughs) cup dubstep remix um yeah i mean like so i think that my brain was tricked into enjoying a lot of music like this Mm -hmm. um and you know hindsight being 2020 on fallout boy for many years now i'd say since mania um, I've sort of had this sort of hindsight on American Beauty, American Psycho, and Save Rock and Roll of thinking that they were quite mediocre, 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 uh, grading efforts by this band. Mm-hmm. Um, and this song really, really proves it. Mm-hmm. So, what what are you gonna look up later? 
I'm I'm looking up um like this talk this DJ talk reminded me of when I went to a party um sometime in the past year where like uh we had some friends DJing and one of them did like one of them oh I remember what it was okay so I don't remember who was DJing but um they did one of the most mind-expanding song transitions I've ever heard in my life. Um, they they played um, fucking Pony Boy by Sophie. Sure. Which, banger song. Amazing song. Um, and, like, it started... Um, like, something else started fading in. And, like, cause the, the transitions throughout this whole set were, like, crazy. And I was like, this guy is actually really good at DJing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it took me a second to recognize it, but somehow they'd pulled off a flawless transition between Pony Boy and Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. Whoa. And I was like, holy shit. That's crazy. I yeah. can't even fathom how I would do that. They're around the same tempo, but mm-hmm. Okay, I'm formulating how I would do it. It's like it's nothing it's nothing you'd ever like yeah. think of and then like you hear it and it's like holy shit that actually works really well <laughs> i told you i'm getting back to it right you are yeah oh wow we'll see because cool. i'd like to like djing is like theoretically a lot of money if you can get like the right amount of gigs mm-hmm. um i'd love to just have like weddings and parties and club gigs lined up when we're home from tour mm. i would fucking love that yeah, I would absolutely fucking love that. And maybe hire like two other DJs or something to like do my bidding, keep clients um, yeah. while I'm on the road or something like that. It's either that or I start a pressure washing business, and one is way more fun than the other, so <laughs> I can't really decide. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking at controllers right now and shit like that. Huh. I'm DJing uh, uh, February fourth in Helsinki. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought I, I thought I mentioned this on the I don't podcast. Think you, I, if you did, I I forgot because I'm a piece yeah. of shit. After yeah, you are a piece of shit. <laughs> no, um, you're like the best friend I have in my life. I think like Let's the most go. reliable, <laughs> like easiest, most chill friend I have. I I can't believe you stick around me since I'm such a dickhead. Let's go. Um, yeah, no, February fourth, uh, Helsinki after our show with Tesseract. Uh, me, uh, Ackle from Tesseract, <laughs> and uh, one other guy from from Unprocessed are gonna go DJ at uh, the club downstairs from the venue. Yeah. Uh, each of us is going for an hour, I think, which <laughs> is too long. And they were like, "Usually we uh we have like a playlist set up for for people who do this, but there are real decks there if you want to just like play around with them." And I was like, "Oh no 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 no, <laughs> you don't understand." I've been preparing my whole life for this. <laughs> so, so I'm pretty excited. February fourth in Helsinki. Yeah. If you if you want to see me DJ. If you maybe you I'll drop in podcast and you're in Helsinki, go do that. There's at least one of you. There's at yeah. least one of you. The creator of a video game is coming to see us at that one. Which game? Ultra Kill. Oh shit. Yeah. Jack loves that game. So does Dan. And Dan and the creator have like a correspondence and I think he might like our band or something like that. Hell so. yeah. I mean that's the kind of game where, like, you play it and you're like, oh, yeah, I could definitely see this person listening to Mathcore. Sure, yeah. I mean, like, his, like, I think the main theme of that 
of that game is called the cyber grind it is so that's sick yeah mm-hmm. it's it's yeah dan plays that shit all the time Hell yeah! have i told you that i don't really like video game music and i have like like amber and dan get so upset with me for it <laughs> i mean to, to what like capacity do you not really like video game music? um i guess the variety of and like I'm gonna sound like a pompous asshole no matter how I put this, so I'm just gonna go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the variety of electronic music that I listen to is not meant to be background, mm. and you're n- not really like it, at least for me, my listening experience with electronic music is like I'm usually pretty tuned into like what's happening production wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and less, it's less a like, oh, I'm putting this on in the background thing. There is music that I put on in the background, but usually like if I need to do something, I'm listening to podcasts in the background. Mm-hmm. Whereas like video game music to me is music written exclusively for background stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the idea of like someone putting a lot of time into that is like, is very like, to me um so what do you think about film scores film scores are completely different they're meant to accompany what's going on Hmm. um and they're meant to heighten the emotions of everything that's going on and that's definitely happened in video games for sure Hmm. i'm talking about just like straight up like menu screen like like not action scene type things because I consider that to be a little more cinematic mm-hmm. like that cyber grind track from ultra kill slaps that shit's awesome but like just the like fucking walking around music from animal crossing like no <laughs> not into that uh yeah Dan and Amber relentlessly tell me I'm stupid for this opinion but I mean I see where you're coming from I like um I have um, the Sonic Adventure 2 soundtrack on my chart of mm-hmm. all-time favorite albums. But um, that's got, like, City Escape on it and shit. Those, that well, has yeah. real songs on it. Like, um, so, but also, there, like, I can't say I go out of my way to listen to a lot of game soundtracks or movie scores um, for, for, that, for that matter. Um, I do know that, like, I don't know. I guess it's kind of it kind of fills the same uh, need as like ambient music in a lot of respects. Mm-hmm. Which I there there are some ambient like there's some ambient music that I'm a big fan of. Um, I don't. I'm not like well versed in ambient at all. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't listened to Tim Hecker, which is like the oh uh, man, I love Tim Hecker. Yeah. See, that's like even though that's ambient, like. That's still music I very attentively listen to because I'm trying to see how it was made, I guess. And I guess, like, this is also going to come off as very pompous. I, I guess I hear music differently than, like, a casual listener of ambient music would. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, the wry <laughs> smile you just gave me makes me feel like such a dick. That's <laughs> just a very funny thing to say, like, how in do you context. Mean? Oh yeah, <laughs> like like you have to have a pretty high IQ to. You have to, to have a very high IQ to listen to Rick and Morty. Music. All right, well, <laughs> I, no, I, I, I sort no. of see what you're saying though. Like I'm trying to figure out like how I would go make what I'm hearing, I guess, yeah. and less so thinking about how cool it would be to platform <laughs> to this. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't really agree with you, but um, I no, I I saying. had a feeling you wouldn't. Yeah. I it's it's not a great opinion. I don't know. <laughs> music that's meant to be background music is like that's. That, I think that's the problem that I have with it. If if it's meant to be background music and it's not meant to add anything, then I have a bit of a problem with it. It depends on what your definition of like what is and isn't background music. Then. Sure. Because um, shovel night soundtrack. I haven't listened to it, so I can't tell you. Yeah. Um, but the because um, there's a lot of game soundtracks where there are um, like songs composed specifically for certain areas and moments that I feel greatly enhance those areas and moments. Like, um, for instance, the fucking. Um, <laughs> I first thought it was the Chow Garden theme. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh, from Sonic Adventure 2. Okay, gotcha. Um, but there's a lot of... Um, say like uh, fucking... I don't know, Elden Ring boss music or like Dark Souls boss music. Sure. Like, Wouldn't consider that to be background. Would consider that to be more cinematic. Okay. Yeah. So you mean like... Um, going through the overworld or whatever sure like yeah. that kind of stuff i guess i don't have the language to voice it you know what else you know what else we should bring up what? i don't really play video games <laughs> so like that's the other thing is like if i i don't know it's when dan is putting on like the music from like just like the blight town like general blight town music i'm like why are we fucking listening to this man like i don't know why you would ever want to be reminded of blight town in any regard. dan would like to be for sure that area fucking sucks it does blow ass yeah mm -hmm. i also think it might be like some form of autism i have where i can just like if i'm walking through blight town in dark souls which i have played all the dark souls games mm -hmm. uh it's just like most video games I don't play. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played fucking 80s. I haven't played Celeste. I haven't played any of that shit mm -hmm. that people love the soundtrack of. Um, when I'm walking through Blight Town and like there's definite like music like under like overworld music or whatever, mm -hmm. I can tune that out so easily mm -hmm. and just not even realize it's there. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, because there's not like a particular action pertaining to it. It's right. you yeah, traveling exactly. throughout this yeah, area. Yeah, I guess so. Man, I'm an asshole. I'm oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, eh, I could kind of see that. I, I guess it like, um, because I, I, um, because I, I think those, um, those soundtracks, like those songs, are like very important. I guess mm -hmm. for adding to the the mood or the atmosphere, especially for Dark Souls games. Because those are such atmospheric games. Yeah. I feel like if you were to remove that background music and ambiance from those areas, mm -hmm. that it would not feel as enveloping of a game. Would you consider Dark Souls to be a vibes game? Um, I think it's too stressful to be a vibes game. Because if you're... like, I mean, sure, if you're going through um, fucking... Like if you're just sitting there in Firelink Shrine, then yeah, absolutely. But I mean, yeah, if you're true, if you're fighting a boss, but who's doing that? I mean, a lot of people. That's <laughs> true. You hear that? If you you are you listening to that Firelink Shrine music? That shit is crazy. I'm not, as, as evidenced by because <laughs> you tune it out. Yeah, because I can tune that shit out. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. 
total vibes game. Mm. My brothers played that. So good. So, so good. Mm. It's like Dark Souls for babies. <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. The last area kind of looks like shit, which is annoying, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a PS5 version that's out that looks better. Mm. Seems like the last like 20 minutes of gameplay in that game was rushed a little hard, but mm. it's all good. Anyway, you want to talk about something that uh, I wish I could tune out? Okay. Uh, the song... Well, I'm assuming that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, We are talking about another song from American Beauty, American Psycho, and it's called Fourth of July. And here's, here's a snippet, a snippet of, it. of it. It's over. <laughs> oh, I hate this song. <laughs> this song is one of the songs of all time. Ah, uh, yeah. It's definitely something. Um, and we're also talking about Fourth of July OG Mako remix. Mm-hmm. And it's over. And it's over. And Look it's at that. Over. Just like that. And it's over. And <laughs> I'm going to make this remix disappear. <laughs> I'm going to make this remix disappear. <sighs> I, it's, I don't know why they made this song. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, so, it's also like, it's also a very frustrating song because there are lyrics that I like in this as well. Like just like with jetpack blues, same, same. Um, but it just is such a nondescript sounding song. Like I can't get over that. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that might be why this album's my least favorite is like, there's so many missed opportunities to be great. Mm -hmm. Uh, both lyrically and instrumentally. Um, the first thing I want to bring up is the first thing that comes to mind every time I think about this song is when, because this was the first Fallout Boy album that Maddie and I were friends for, mm-hmm. like rollout that we were like good close friends for. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when this song first came on, we were doing like a we were doing like a full album listen through right together. And she was like, she was like, you know, like some of the lyrics in this song are pretty good, but like, have you noticed that the chorus is just, it was the 4th of July. You and I were fireworks. <laughs> and I was like, Oh damn. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like it's, there's like no, there's like no artistic, uh, I don't know. There's there's a lot I don't like about this song. Um, Where to even begin? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, can we start at the fact that it begins with a chorus, which this is one of the many songs on this record that does that, mm-hmm. and we've only other ever covered one other song from this record, and it also does that. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Does it not? Jetpack Blues? Yeah. No, Jetpack Blues does not do that. I feel like it does. Oh, the crit version does. The crit version does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it doesn't. I'm stupid. It's st- that starts with crit first. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so I was wrong as well. I was just going along with whatever you said. <laughs> um, influence. Yeah, look at you. Um, yeah, so this begins with, it was the 4th of July, that chorus. We're not getting into lyrics just yet, but... Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, it starts with an intro. Yeah, but it's the same lyrics as it's the chorus. The same, it, and it's just 
You and I were fire. You and I were fire. Fire, dude. Uh, damn. You and I were like fire, dude. Like, what the fuck? Sorry. I just got overtaken by a, a white guy with an undercut. Yeah. Um, We'll get into lyrics in a second, but uh, instrumentally, this thing is so grating, dude. Yeah. I really don't like this. Um, it feels very empty. It feels empty and also like, again, all of the noises that are in the song are firing off at the same volume. Mm-hmm. And it just, oh, boy, is this shit fatiguing. This this shit is tiring. Definitely. Um, it's like yeah. the... Um, it sounds like a Maroon Five song. That like it. It's kind of funny that this song has like a whole other remix to add in OG Mako's verse because I think OG Mako could have just rapped on this song, like uh-huh. <laughs> unchanged. Because this like gives me the same vibes as like "Don't Wanna Know" or fucking um, goddamn any of the other million. Maroon Five songs they've done that have a rap what is remix. Don't want to know. Maroon Five song with Kendrick Lamar on it. It's terrible. Uh, I don't even know that one. I it's, don't even know how that goes. If you hear it, you'll probably like have kill a myself. flashback. Yeah, uh, <laughs> awesome. You'll probably kill yourself if you hear it. Um, yeah, but it's like instrumentally, this thing is like it's so it's so corporate like mid 2010s pop where like yeah it sounds like the kind of song where they sent it to the label and the label was like you know what'd be really good on this is if we got a hip and happening rapper to get on this track. <laughs> a hip and happening one a hip and yeah. happening a hip and hopping rapper if you will yeah for uh, sure just like some fucking 70 year old white guys being like rappers what's selling right now Let's yeah put them on this song yeah it sounds like that instrumental, and then the rap verse never comes. Right, yeah. It's so strange. It's, and, like, not even weird. that I particularly like most of those yeah. songs that I'm talking about. Like, I don't like Payphone. I don't like Don't Want to Know. Sure. I don't like... Um, Radioactive Feet, Kendrick Lamar. I don't like that one. <laughs> yeah. Fucking... Enemy with J.I.D. <laughs> I don't like that one either. Like, because the, the vibes of the rapper and... The band never match. So, My favorite part of Payphone is uh, Wiz Khalifa presumably hearing the entire song and just going, hey, man, fuck that shit. <laughs> Starting off his whole verse like that. I love it so much. That's awesome. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Actually, this sucks. <laughs> you know what? Actually, uh, I don't like this song, but I'm getting paid a fuck ton of money to be on it. So, Is there one with Young Thug? Um, Probably. Yeah, I feel like Young Thug has done a a pop feature before. Yeah, I mean, if this were Mania, there would be a rap song. There would be a rap feature on this for yeah. sure. I'm surprised 100%. that this album in general doesn't have rap features. Doesn't have any, does it? Doesn't have no, any features. No yeah, features. featureless care. album. No, no features. It's just yeah. all Fallout Boy. Um, Pure uncut rock. One hundred percent uncut cock. Ninety-five um, five. <laughs> <laughs> 95.5, 100% uncut cock. No Swedish songwriters, no rap features. We are <laughs> no very auto-tune. racist. <laughs> no auto-tune, but we used Melodyne. No auto-tune. We cut out all of the rap verses and just leave the instrumental because, uh, um, um, 
you can see my dick print through my chinos. <laughs> yeah. God, I hate the radio. Yeah, the radio sucks, man. Um, but yeah, this... <laughs> what were we fucking talking about? No oh, the rap verse that never yeah. comes, yeah. Rap verse that never comes. It feels This instrumental feels primed for one, and then it doesn't happen. Yeah. Which is a very um, awkward feeling. They've, like... It's been a minute since they've played this one full band, and I don't think I've ever seen them do it. If if they've if, if I did, I don't remember it. But like, I don't know how they would do it full band. Yeah, I don't know how they would do it full band either. It doesn't sound like a band song. No, it it's uh it's very much in that space of like in a in a perfect world, this is a five seconds of summer song. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, if this was a five seconds of summer song, I'd be like, well, this isn't too bad. Yeah. The problem is that it's a Fall Out Boy song. Even uh, then, like, if it was a five seconds of summer song, like. Oh, I'm not. I ain't listening to that shit. I'm not listening sure, to it. But, you know. <laughs> five seconds of summer has a couple couple tracks. They have a couple good songs. Young blood. Because yeah. That song's sick, dude. I like that song. That song is dope. For some reason. I feel yeah, like if it was a Fall Out really Boy good. song, we would hate it. Oh, <laughs> I would. Well, I don't know. If Youngblood was a Fall Out Boy song. Oh, man. Somebody's created that as a YouTube video. <laughs> what if Youngblood by Five Seconds of Summer was written by Fall Out Boy? What if Youngblood was a pop punk song? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> God, have, I, have we talked about the Live from the Vault? tracks from five seconds of summer on the show before no dude i dated a i dated a girl for like a long time who was like a diehard five seconds of summer fan and i theoretically should know what that is but i don't well so what the hell are you talking about so the live from the vault tracks they released two songs that were mm -hmm. alternate versions of songs that they put on their album calm um and is calm the newest one it's the one right before the newest one. What's the newest one? Uh, five Sauce Five. That's what they called it? That's what they called it. I have not listened I'm to I'm going to kill this motherfucker Ashton, <laughs> man. Um, <laughs> no, Five Sauce Five isn't a bad. But okay, it's so. It's a palindrome. Youngblood is their third record then? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then Calm is their fourth. Yeah. I was very disappointed in Calm because. I remember it being bad, yeah. But. They have alternate versions of Easier and Teeth. Okay. Um, which were also two of the singles off of that album. Okay. And they are great. <laughs> really? They are Damn. so good. Okay. And they're like, they're live band versions. Because Easier is like... The, the I think album, I know Easier. The album version is fucking dreadful. Yeah. Um, It's like so empty and dry and like it sounds like a Charlie Puth song from hell. Ooh. And then, which, you know, in concept, that sounds like a fun time, yeah. but it, in execution, it absolutely isn't. Teeth is a little better on the record um, than easier, but both of them are outclassed I'm, by the Live from the Vault version. I'm trying to remember what Teeth sounds like. It has a cool bass line. It's, okay, um, sounding more familiar. Yeah. And, but like, and it's like a very anxious sounding song. Interesting. Also, okay. another thing that... Um, both of the live versions do they bring down the uh, key of the song by like a half step really and it works so much better interesting like teeth especially it like 
I need I'll need to show them to you after we're done recording but like damn man I love those tracks and then I was like oh maybe this is a new direction they're going in it fucking isn't that's so funny. like they only played those as far as I know at yeah. least for teeth like they played that version of teeth on a like on Jimmy Kimmel or something rather oh, than the album version and like I feel like that's an indication that they like playing that version more yeah but maybe they're labeled but you're not sucks. paying five sauce live money you're not no. to, to go see live sauce no I'm not have they used that pun yet live sauce probably damn I could ask Whitney <laughs> she would I, I gotta I gotta do marketing for five seconds of summer reach yeah. out to me Michael Clifford <laughs> um but anyway, back to the the Fallout Boy song. Um, this, I feel like if this was on a Five Seconds of Summer album, I still wouldn't like it very much. I mean, I don't like when Five Seconds of Summer does this variety of song. I like when they do Young Blood. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're really tight when they're writing pop bangers, and mm-hmm. I think they're really not tight when they're trying to be Fallout Boy. So I also agree with you, but I do think it'd be a better song. Yeah. Um, Patrick oversings on this a lot, yeah. and I have. Like, I don't think I really had that criticism of him until I saw them do Last of the Real Ones live. And I was like, oh, brother, like, that is a hard song to sing. Like, why are you doing that to yourself? Um, Not that he did it poorly at all, but, like, it was just, like, really high up there. And I was like, why are you doing this to your voice? And also, you're so high up that no one can sing along with you. Like, what are you doing? Um, So... Like, this is a very, very... Hearing this for the first time in a long time, I was like, oh, shit. That's what Dawson's talking about with the over-singing shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So. Like, that, that's my biggest problem with this chorus is, like, the... I mean, it's also just a really weak chorus, but yep. Patrick is not helping <laughs> because it is, like, it is sandpaper to my ears oh yeah to listen to this chorus yes it is deeply obnoxious and it's like i don't know why he did that because <laughs> i i don't think this instrumental warrants that level of singing at all no uh and honestly if this was like two two steps down Might probably less annoying yeah. probably less annoying but yeah. then they're in like then they're in like drop C territory, which I know they don't want to be in. Um, but hey, who gives a shit? It would be better probably. <laughs> Put a capo on that shit. It'd you know be easier to to listen to at least. Yeah, definitely. Um, you want to move on to lyrics? Yeah. Uh, the first thing I want to bring up lyrically is I do not like the way that the words June gloom hits my ears. No, not at all. Um, and I don't know why that is. Uh. It's just something like purely psychological. Like yeah. you got to knock it off with June gloom. Psychological terrorism. Yeah. Putting June and gloom right next to each other. Um. Yeah, the chorus is. It was the Fourth of July, so we know when it was. Holy shit! You and I were, you and I were fire, fireworks. Well, fire, yeah. fire, yeah, fireworks. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. You're misrepresenting the lyrics. Guys. Yeah, I'm. I'm terrible. Um, so we know what they were, um, that went off too soon. So now we know the problem with them. Um, and I miss you in the June gloom too. Uh, 
And then this chorus has one of my least favorite lyrical tropes of all time, which is uh, may the bridges I have burned light my way back home. <laughs> no, <laughs> you got to <laughs> knock it off with that. Awesome. Um, yeah, this chorus sucks <laughs> in like all regards. It's like, yeah, I impressive. hate it. I really don't like, but I really don't like it. Really unfortunate <laughs> because like, there's a couple lyrics like I mentioned. There's before. a couple bars. There's a couple bars here. Fucking um goddamn the the bridge. I actually kinda like the bridge. Um I wish I'd known how much you loved me. I wish I cared enough to know. I'm sorry every song's about you. The torture of small talk with someone you used to love. Crazy. That last kinda nuts. line especially, like, damn, man. <laughs> like that's like that's some sad fucking shit. And like I heard yeah. that and I was like, that's in this song? <laughs> What's that yeah. doing here? It like This is a this is a look how not back we are song yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh we will never be back again. We will never be back again, yeah. Um Yeah, I mean I really love that my nine to five is cutting open old scars again and again till I'm stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. Um which, it's a very Tumblr lyric, but I I rock with it. Yeah. I rock with it quite a bit. Pete, Let's, you're not working a nine to five, but I forgive you. I mean, I think he's saying I think he's saying that writing lyrics is his mm. nine to five. Cutting cutting open old old scars. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought he was talking so, about like McDonald's a, or something. <laughs> <laughs> now that makes more sense. I thought he was talking about tech support. I thought he was <laughs> talking about working at the goddamn Starbucks. I thought he was talking about making toll free calls. My, my <laughs> fault. My fault. Um yeah, let's uh let's hop on to the bridge that you mentioned. Um I wish I'd known how much you loved me. I wish I cared enough to know. Um good god, somebody wrote a paragraph on this. A lot of people are days, weeks, months and years too late when it comes to really expressing how they feel about someone. In retrospect, Pete considers how different things could have been could had could be had could be had he given more attention to his former love and their past relationship. He was oblivious to how this person felt towards him and seems to admit that at the time he hadn't cared enough to know while they were in love. It would have mattered to hear all the ways that his that this person cared about him and how much they meant to them. The relationship is over and they have moved on, but he can't help but think about how things may be different had he realized how much the other person truly loved him. I don't think we needed that much. Um, I get it. No, but it's it's not wrong. Definitely. Um, no funny comments, un- unfortunately. Uh, but user SGBFCS um, said, interestingly, this seems to be an answer of sorts to Jetpack Blues's question, did you ever love her? Did Do you know? Hmm. Um, which, I mean... I could see that. I could see that. Especially, I don't think it's a direct reference, but... This song yeah. is, like... There's only one song between this one and, and Jetpack Blues. Interesting. And which song is that? Novocaine. Oh, you hate that song, don't you? I I don't remember how it goes, except when I was listening to Jetpack Blues for that episode, oh. the beginning of Novocaine would play after I was done yeah. listening to that. And I was like, damn, this is one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, Moves Like Jagger-ass song. Yeah, exactly. Um, Moves Like Jagger ruined pop music for like a good five years. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, fuck you, Maroon Five. Fuck you. Um. 
Yeah, so then the next lyric, I'm sorry every song's about you, the torture of small talk with someone you used to love. This implies that he is still on good terms with the subject of the song. He misses being able to talk deeply with them and ultimately just being with them. I'm sorry every song's about you implies that he uses them as inspiration for songs. He cannot stop thinking about them, so he writes about it. Why does this song have better, more thought-out annotations than the annotations for, like, Foley? (laughs) I really don't know. Because, like, that's just a good annotation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a couple comments um, from eight years ago, six years ago, and six years ago. Uh, This whole song is clearly about Mikey fucking Way. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, dot, dot, dot. It's about Mikey Way. And then uh, M space I space K space E space Y. (laughs) Listen, listen. Why don't you guys quit being fucking weird? Stop um, shipping real people. Stop shipping real people with feelings and thoughts and kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, pre-chorus is like vaguely interesting to me. Um, oh, wait, let's do that. My nine to five one real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my nine to five is cutting open old scars. Uh, again and again till I'm stuck in your head as a songwriter Pete's day job is to write lyrics that often draw from personal experience revisiting memories and mistakes metaphorically reopening old wounds to write words that are then turned into catchy melodies that get stuck in your head this section may be connected to a line from favorite record uh, I don't know why it's a picture of I mean it's a picture of cursive writing that says you were the song stuck in my head every song that I've ever loved which pretty good line for a shit ass goddamn song (laughs) yeah i mean we were uh, we haven't gotten to favorite record yet i i don't even know what that song sounds like i couldn't tell you uh the peak the pre-chorus is vaguely interesting to me oh i'm sorry i didn't mean any of it i just got too lonely lonely whoa in between being young and being right you were my versailles at night um versailles at night who cares i think it's um uh Oh, fuck. Somebody really cares. I don't know why I said who cares. There's somebody who's going to yell at me. Um, the narrator tapes, takes a step back from the emotion surrounding his ex and realizes that he doesn't really want them back. He longs to find love again as he is tired of being alone, but is aware of the fact that he misses being in love more than he misses his ex-lover. This longing for romance leads him to continue to think about how things could have gone if they had stayed together. The idea of loneliness leading to a relationship to fill the void is referenced in another song from the album Jetpack Blues. Mm. Did you ever love her? Do you know? Or did you never want to be alone? Just feels like maybe that he was thinking about these things a lot and wrote them into multiple songs. Um, Which, you know, happens. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, we know how that goes. Uh, in between being young and being right, which I actually think is a very, very good lyric. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. I like that sort of bait and switch of. The more we dig into these lyrics, the more I like hate this song. Because, yeah, because like, the lyrics are so good. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, Apart from the chorus, like these are actually pretty good. Yeah, um, this song's like unfortunately very relatable too. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's it is hard to read honestly, but like it's a shame that I don't really like the context that they're in. Uh, in between being young and being right, you were my Versailles at night. The Palace of Versailles hosts nightly found light shows, which conclude with fireworks. 
This person was as beautiful to them as Versailles at night, perhaps what metaphorically brightened their darkness. Like the stereotype of foolish young love, they flared and fizzled too early like fireworks, despite wanting to believe that it might work out. Another just good annotation. Another very good annotation. I I, I agree big time. Um, there's a, a user, March to the Sea, from eight years ago, who says, I always thought it had something to do with Marie Antoinette because in being in between being young and being right, but I don't really know how to explain. Does anyone have a similar idea? I'm giving you a little thumbs up, March to the Sea. That's so uh, awesome. You're awesome. You are dope. <laughs> I think it has something to do with this, but I don't really quite know how. <laughs> you are awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, very good annotations. Um, I like the lyrics quite a bit on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I like the lyrics a lot, more than I like the song. And like the... I don't think we touched on verse one, but the the line "I'll be as honest as you'll let me." I miss your early morning company if you get me. Like, it's also pretty good. <laughs> morning, morning delight. You know, <laughs> little little early morning delight. But like, um, I'll be as honest as you let me. Kind of like implies that this line is not even everything that he wants to tell this person. Like, it's. God fucking damn it. Yeah. What is wrong with you fucking fallout boy? Why did you write lyrics that were like honestly pretty compelling and put them yeah. on this fucking song? Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say that if you get me part, I don't love because like, yeah, this is around the time where it's Pete like, Wentz oh. wants to be a rapper. So wink, bad. wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. If you get me. Yeah. Um, um yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm getting more pissed off. Does more. it make you like the song a little bit more? Because I no, not at yeah, all. it's 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 the opposite. Yeah, because I hate listening to it. Like the act of listening <laughs> to it is yeah. so unpleasant. That, it does like, bother me quite a bit. Yeah, I, the it's fact annoying. that there is like actual substance in here just makes it worse. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um. Oh boy. Well, um, you want to rate it real quick? Because I don't, I don't have too much to say about it. The Reddit loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, no surprises there. No surprises there. They really, really love this song. And you're all valid, of course. You're all valid, of course. Um, I just disagree with you. Um, like, and but here's the thing: is like I understand this one like way more than I've understood any of the other shitty songs we've done. Yeah, them loving any of the other shitty songs that we've done. If you can get past the instrumental, like if you like listening to it, I could very easily see somebody liking this song. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Uh, there's no really, there's there's no real like uproar in the, in the thing like there's uh, when fourth of july happens on the reddit everyone posts this song which you know i guess that's that's cool i wonder if it gets like a big spotify streaming bump on this day probably probably imagine it's the same as that um that one jeff rosenstock song uh fucking i think is it 9 11 no uh june 21st i think okay is what it's called i'm gonna feel yep june 21st i was right um, every June 21st, I see just a shit ton of people posting that song. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. 
I'll listen to that song. Shout out Jeff Rosenstock. You should listen to that whole album. It's from Okay. Uh, Worry. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe wow. I fucking will. Maybe you will. Um, maybe I won't. Uh, but this song uh, rating Fourth of July. Uh, I was originally gonna give it like a five, but I'm I'm feeling a three now. Okay. Um, I think it made the song a little bit better for me, so I'm gonna give it a four. Mm. Um, just like reading them out loud and not having to hear the song made it a little better for me. So I think this can exist in my mind as like a song with good lyrics. If this was a poem, it would be pretty good. Yeah. But it's not, so. <laughs> uh, if it was one of those tracks where Pete's just like yelling words that he wrote. Yeah, right. <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, uh, yeah, let's hop into the OG Mako remix. This is the OG Mako remix talk time. And off the bat, OG Mako is not a rapper I am typically impressed by. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, for those who don't know, he is the rapper who made that uh, that Vine song, uh, the one that goes, Bitch, you Bitch, guessed you it. Bitch, you guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> the one that goes like that. <laughs> The, the one that I wasn't there. expecting that at all. Holy <laughs> shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, man. All right. Okay. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> if you know any song by OG Mako, it is most likely that one. Um, I can't imagine. And then it, if you know any other song besides that, hello, OG Mako's uh, extended family. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, the um, the streaming numbers on his top five are rough. Uh, you guessed it has thirty one million streams, and then oh, I I uh, wasn't I wasn't expecting it to be that little. Honestly, yeah, exactly. I was expecting it to be a lot higher than that. But, but then the the number two, uh, the the second highest streamed song on his top five is another version of you guessed it with nine million streams. Okay, it's not the number two. The number two is called Check On Me with 3 million streams. Is there anything that hasn't hit a million in his top five? Yeah, there's a song called For Real with uh, 400,000 streams. Oof, those are Dowboy's numbers. That stinks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's not doing great. I'm sorry, buddy. At least compared to like how big he was in like 2014. Yeah. With You Guessed It popping off. Yeah. Um, Would you call him a one-hit wonder? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you know who I'm surprised isn't on Make America Psycho again. Who? Uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? What song? Uh, Sage the Gemini. Oh, I'm, what song I'm, did you do? Gas pedal. Oh, yeah. Which I think is a great song. I think that song slams. But also, I think that could be DJ Brain because I was DJing with that song a lot. I feel like you need day. to listen to that song again. I know most of the lyrics, I think. Uh-huh. Um, I still feel like you need to listen to it again. You think so? Yeah. You don't think Gas Pedal's good? No. <laughs> Do you remember that song and Headband by B.O.B. Op- occupy like the same space yeah. to me? Do you I'm think Headband's fam- better? I'm not familiar with Headband, at least not by name. Um, I think it might sample the Seven Dwarves Working song. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, unless I'm wrong. Yeah. 
food. Today I listened to Bad by Yin Yang Twins. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's like straight up a synth in there that sounds like the lead sound in the Caillou theme. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, this Caillou ass beat. Like, Caillou ass beat. Oh, man. I love Yin Yang Twins. Holler at me, please. Shout out to Yin Yang Twins. Shout out Yin Yang Twins for real. But anyway, back to the United business. State of Atlanta. The 4th of July remix. Um, this. Uh, I liked it more, but I think I liked it because it was so stupid. I don't like this at all. Damn. Um, the instrumental is too similar to the original. Like, there, there is a. There's a sub bass in there. Oh, I forgot to mention on the original, the second verse is too quiet. Yep. I don't know what's up with that. Patrick's vocals are a lot quieter than the rest of the vocals. It feels like they did that so that the chorus would be louder, but then they forgot to do it in the first verse. Or it's intentional because it begins with a chorus and they didn't want the drop in energy. But then when it's just the second verse. Feels weird. Feels fucking weird as shit. Yeah. Which is funny because um, the only verse in this song, like in the remix, like the only thing that's not the chorus in the remix is the second verse, and it is the appropriate volume. Yeah. (laughs) So if you want to hear the second verse of the appropriate volume, you should listen to the OG Mako version. But the instrumental is like it. I know they're different. Like there's a lot more um, like the hi-hats are more frequent. There's a sub bass in there that I can barely hear anyway. Um, at least my car couldn't play the the lowness of it. But even then, it doesn't persist. Like, it goes and then stops for an awkward amount of time and then goes again. It's, like, not a good sub-bass at all, which is a common theme with OG Mako's work. <laughs> um, but You just want to put this guy down. <laughs> I don't like OG Mako. I won't lie to you. Um, but it... I don't know. The the instrumentals to these two songs just feel the same, which would be one thing if it was the same, but they're clearly trying to differentiate it. So it just like makes it worse, <laughs> kind of. Uh do you have a worst lyric from OG Mako's verse? Because <laughs> I have one and uh What's yours? <laughs> Let go of my white women and I still got lynched. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> such a crazy thing to say jesus christ <laughs> why are you bringing up lynching on a fallout boy remix it's so funny i mean it's not lynching is not funny at all but uh holy shit holy man. shit dude what is wrong with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is because uh, i like he really thought he did something with that i didn't he thought that shit was hard <laughs> i didn't catch that when i was listening i just heard white women and i was like that's funny and then <laughs> didn't catch that lynched was a mere four words later <laughs> and then the missed opportunity to do a kings of leon punchline is there too the really? sex was on fire shit we look still singed Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's very funny. Fire, we still look singed. Yeah, I mean, like this appeals Brother. to me in like a in like the same way that like the box by Roddy Rich appeals to me, where I'm like, I'm like this rocks, but it also sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like the box. 
The Box is a great song. I don't like this song. I'm not thinking of The Box. I'm thinking of Ballin'. Oh. I put that in the 40s on the Jeep. Well, Ballin' also just goes hard. <laughs> Ballin' goes stupid hard, but it's like the chorus is like the same as the whole rest of the song. I can't understand what he's saying in the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, it appeals to me on a very like silly and stupid level. Mm. I like I like silly rap sometimes. Yeah. I feel like this... Um, this song like betrays the silliness of the the verse mm. because it's same the instrumental has the same problem as as the uh the album song yeah where it's nothing it feels paper thin mm. and, like there's nothing bombastic about the instrumental at all they say i'm so, fantastic yeah exactly so him saying the sex was on fire we still look singed just doesn't really fit here yeah it doesn't work as well as uh, i think he wants it to work um it was like you said you had a lot to say about og Mako. yeah so i listened to this song and i figured because like i'm already very familiar with crit's work so when we did the crit episode i was able to comment more effectively on his contribution so i was like okay what if i got a little more familiar with og Mako's work and I didn't have a terrible amount of time to listen to sure. all of his stuff. So, like, I didn't listen to a full length. Since we anything. spun for this song three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I did my best, though. I listened to some of his most popular tracks on Apple Music and um, a couple other tracks. And he is, like, just not that compelling of a rapper in not general. at all no and like you would and but not for the same reason that he's not compelling on here mm -hmm. because most of his stuff he's like yelling and he does not yell once on this remix which is like uh, that, that that's a whole nother level where like the the mismatch is even more obvious because especially around this time in 2015 i don't know why you would hire og mako to do a verse where he's not yelling because even though I don't like Bitch You Guessed It or any other shit I've heard from, <laughs> um, I don't like that song. But the appeal yeah. of it is that he's fucking yelling and screaming and like it's It's, it's hype. aggressive. It's and hype shit. in quotations. Yep. The, yep. The, the beat on that song is trash anyway. Um, it also just has a shitty sub bass where, where I feel most of the hype comes from. But... Um, so I listened to that and I was like, damn, this sucks. And I noticed there was an extended version with another verse by, um, God, what was his fucking name? Um, I think Key. Uh, I like Key. Yeah, and Key right. fucking washed him. Oh, of course. Like, Key took him to the goddamn cleaners. Good. Like, he, he, like, had such a better idea of what to do with the beat of that song. And, like, his flow was a lot more dynamic and felt like it fit the song more and almost made the beat better and i was like that's interesting i wonder if that's going to be a trend so the next one i listened to was um fuck em times three featuring migos and this was 2014 migos okay so i was like okay they, they should at least yeah pretty good work and they did washed him absolutely just nice. killed him nice like they 
it was another thing where like the beat just wasn't very good and Mako wasn't doing a lot to like emphasize it or anything it just sounded like he was on a completely yeah. different song and then Migos comes in and like their flows just completely changed the context of the beat and I was like holy shit this song is actually good now <laughs> that's awesome and um it I heard one verse that I didn't like hate from Mako um, there's a song Dr. Pepper by Diplo um, featuring CL Riff Raff and, and OG Mako Ooh, and um, good lineup. Honestly, yeah, and like yeah. the song itself goes on a little too long. Um, chorus okay. gets played too much, and Mako's verse isn't terrible. He at least rises to the occasion. Um, but I was like, okay, um, he's very clearly, at least at this point in his career, um, going off of like the um, loud SoundCloud hype rappers, like early Denzel Curry and stuff like that. Um, so I was like. Does that early Denzel Curry still hold up? So I listened to Ultimate by Denzel Curry. Amazing song. Amazing song. Yeah. Still holds up. What a what a track. Like you listen to that right after listening to You Guessed It, which You Guessed It did come out before Ultimate, but it's the same vein of like um dudes yelling over like a um relatively simplistic beat. But Ultimate is just so much more dynamic with like how it yeah. attacks that. Um, so I was like, okay, it's not the style, it's Mako. And so I was like, okay, I wonder, because he, he put out an album this year. No way. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. It came out August 11th. And uh, I didn't notice this until just now, but the genre tag on Apple Music is House. <laughs> which I was like, that's a little okay, weird. Okay, go on. Uh, he does not seem like the kind of guy to make a House album. Um, and I... I played the first track. The first two tracks, by the way, are the same song. The first one is Don't Let It Go Remastered, and the second one is Don't Let It Go, which <laughs> really funny sequence sync decision. But I played it, and I was like, I genuinely, I was in my car. It's like how White Pony begins with a bonus track. Yeah, except not as good. Um, yeah. I pressed play on this song, not seeing the house tag on the album awesome genuinely screamed what the fuck to myself in the car it is terrible then you know what i think we should do <laughs> don't play it right now no but um that's not what i'm saying at all what are you saying i'm saying it should be added to one of our made you listen wheels oh my god carson <laughs> i'm evil baby <laughs> If you're going to add it to your wheel, be my guest. But, then you um, have to listen to it. Then you also have to Fuck. listen to it. <laughs> we Not as much as you. Yeah, it. it's a good point. Yeah. But um, this album is a collaboration between Jake P. Notch and OG Mako. But Jake is not featured on the cover anywhere. Who like, is Jake P. Notch? Don't know. All right. Don't care. Well... Um, and I guess the album doesn't care either because the album cover, it, the album is called OG Mako, by the no way. No way. And it's a self-titled record. Fun. The only two pieces of text on this album are OG Mako and OG Mako in smaller text. That's awesome. Jake is nowhere to be found. He might rock for that. I, I won't lie. Um, can you, 
can I get a live reaction? Like, can you make me live react to it right now? Since you just just play a little bit of it, okay, and and just okay, get a live reaction out of me. Now, keep in mind context for this. Dawson has is, a very big phone. Is you guessed it? Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, keep that in mind as the last. I the, thought you wanted to visualize the audience. No, 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 no. no. I'm, Your I'm phone playing, is big. I'm playing this off of my like phone. a girl's phone. My phone be. is big. Yeah. What? Nothing. <laughs> but here's the first track, Don't Let It Go Remastered. Okay. <laughs> we might cut this, but... <laughs> Hold it up to your mic. This sounds like worship music. Yeah, it does. The whole song is like this. It's (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck? Oh, I was expecting. I was not expecting that. I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. It's so bad. It's genuinely like 2013 EDM type shit. It sucks. And you'll notice. Wow. He's singing on that. That sounds like iMovie music. Yeah. And it's funny that he's singing on that because he sings on the remix of this Fallout Boy song, yeah, and he sounds terrible. <laughs> he is not a good singer in 2015. I don't think he is one in 2023 either, because his yeah. vocals are very clearly extremely touched up. Mm-hmm. So, really, I think he just sounds like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, you're, okay. You're probably right then. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll go fuck myself, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life, I think. Yeah. You see why I I screamed in in desperate confusion <laughs> in my car alone. Holy shit, man. All I was hearing was like these aggressive fucking rap songs with simplistic beats. And then I pressed play on that. On it his new like, self-titled album. It sounds like a fucking Avicii ripoff. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. I don't like this remix, and I don't like OG Mako. I don't think he does good on this song. He sings more than he raps, and he doesn't yell at all, which is the appeal of OG Mako in 2015. It is a terrible mismatch, and it's pretty bad. Most of the contribution of the original song is found in the barely touched instrumental and the terrible chorus. I think this yeah. is way worse than the original. <laughs> um, I think it's funny at the very least, and I also don't have to hear his verse is hilarious. I I, I don't. Wish it was on I don't have song. to hear uh, the very grating uh, Maroon Five esque instrumental. So I'm gonna go ahead and give this a five. I'm gonna give this a two. Whoa! I hate this thing. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, I do. I am thankful that I have this extra context on OG Mako now. Yeah, I mean that's because that's that, the highlight of the episode for me that personally. Album, that new album is so <laughs> funny. 
and I, I previewed just, some of the I, other I, tracks. I'm on not going to be able to stop thinking about it all day. <laughs> like <laughs> that is so the only thing funny. I'm going to think about. Um, but yeah, uh, we've rated both the tracks. Um, How about you roll out that carpet and let's spin this I'm damn roll wheel? Roll out this fucking carpet, and we're going to spin this damn ass wheel. Thank you so much for listening. If you still are, if you're not, fuck you, die. Um, not really, uh, but follow Carson and I's bands at the Callous Dow Boys on Instagram at Callous Dow Boys on Twitter. Follow my band at Bummer Hill on Instagram at Bummer Hill Emo on Twitter. Follow the podcast at the Dreaded Wheel on Twitter. Subscribe to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash the dreaded wheel. Um, we're going to get more frequent with the Patreon uploads on there. Mm-hmm. Um, as we've been recording, we just put up a extra hour with Ian Riley. Mm-hmm. So, Ian Joshua Riley, uh, and funny enough, the actual episode that that's from all, is not up yet. <laughs> no, not yet. So extra. But we want to keep those. our Patreon subscribers. Exactly. So, so those are going to become more frequent. We've been recording more just um, episodes of us chatting with guests. Mm-hmm. And then we're probably going to record the next Made You Listen before we both leave for our respective trips. Uh, Carson for tour, yes. me for Chicago. Yeah. Um, and then it'll be all backlogs. So if any cataclysmic fallout boy news happens within the next like five weeks, we're not going to know, uh, or at least yeah, we're I not going to be able to talk about it on the podcast till we get back. Yeah. But, um, we could emergency episode over discord maybe. Yeah. If it's, did that I tell bad. you that I'm podcasting on the road, but I'm doing protest the heroes podcast twice. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, so I guess you'll, see me appear on that yeah let me know so that maybe happens. i'll talk about fallout boy news on that maybe yeah yeah um but uh i think that's everything um let's yeah. spin this damn ass wheel please get out of here uh why don't you why don't you hit the hit the spin button All for right. us see if i have any any good any mojo any good mojo uh, mojo see if we get a good song Ooh. 10 years Kintsugi Kid. Years. Okay. All right. All right. I rock with this. I'm fucking with it. Um, is it Kintsugi Kid 10 years? Or is it 10 years Kintsugi Kid? I think it's... Because I just have it as 10, 10 years in, in the, on the wheel. I think it's Kintsugi Kid then 10 years. Cool. But regardless, that's the, that's the one we're doing next now. Um, yeah. Lovejoy loves that song, and he might be on that episode. So. Wow. Wow. Um, bye. Bye.